Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey friends, Naz here. I just wanted to hop on really quick before we get into today's episode to let everyone know that parts of our conversation include subject matters regarding mental illness, disordered eating, and suicide. So if these subjects could be potentially triggering for you, please listen at your own discretion. We're super excited to have Sarah sharing a bit of her experience with us today, but we want to remind you that this content is not intended to be a substitute for professional advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your mental health professional or other qualified health providers with any questions you may have regarding your condition. Never disregard professional advice or delay in seeking it because of something that you hear on this podcast. Please know that if you are in crisis or you think you may have an emergency, call 911 immediately. You can also call SAMHSA's National Helpline, 1-800-662-HELP. That's 4357. This is a confidential, free, 24-hour-a-day information service in English and in Spanish for individuals and family members facing mental and or substance use disorders. This service provides referrals to local treatment facilities, support groups, and community-based organizations. And if you're looking Located outside the United States, call your local emergency line immediately. We hope today's episode with Sarah can inspire positive conversations and awareness about mental health and destigmatize seeking treatment options for mental illness. We hope you enjoy. I don't podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome to the I Don't Get It podcast. This is Naz. This is Ashley. Lauren. And we have a very special guest, a friend of ours, Sarah Heron, who's just the best, the prettiest (laughs) former Bachelor contestant. You guys know who she is. Um, And we decided to have Sarah on because Sarah recently publicly opened up um, on Instagram and posted that she has experience with bipolar disorder. And I was like Googling, like, I just felt like... I've always heard about bipolar disorder and I've either seen it in movies or I know someone whose family member has it or I've had grandparents that have had it, but I didn't, I don't like know anything about it. And chances are, if you're listening, you may have it or know someone that does because it's very common. Um, I think more than 3 million US cases per year. Um, And so, yeah, Sarah's on to tell us about her experience. Oh oh my gosh. Well, hi. 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 (laughs) (laughs) It's literally so good to see you guys. I mean, like, I feel like I catch up with you all because we're living vicariously through everyone's like Instagrams and, and Ashley and Lauren, I I, like, I love watching you guys at home with your folks. Like the dynamic (laughs) is so fun. I'm just like waiting for you guys to get the TV show. I'm sure it's coming, but I don't know about that, but thank you for saying that. (laughs) Like when I think, oh my gosh, you were giving your dad a facial or something (laughs) one night. Die. And my breath was was bad. Apparently garlic breath. So no, it's great to see you guys. And thank you so much for having me on and um, allowing space for us to have this conversation. It's um, obviously pretty new for me. And I I was explaining to the girls before I jumped on this just a few minutes ago that like, this is new territory for me. And 
I've gone on dozens of podcasts and talked about my nonprofit. I've talked about The Bachelor. I've talked about growing up with one arm, but I've never talked about this publicly before. And so it is new territory for me. And um, I don't necessarily always have the right words or like the media training for it. So um, I, I just thank you guys for allowing me to have this space to kind of informally chat with you guys and tell you a little bit about my experience. Totally. Thank you for coming on here. I think that's a perfect way of like saying it too. Cause I think when people listen to one person with an experience, they assume that that person's speaking for any and all experiences. And it's like, we're just talking to Sarah mm-hmm. about, you know, what she's experienced. Obviously there's different types and people have different experiences, but I thought it was really brave and, and so incredible of you to open up about it. What made you like open up about it recently? Um, I want to. Yeah. Well, thank you. I mean, it's, it's an interesting disorder. Like, forgive me as we go through this, because even still, sometimes I'm like, do I call it a disorder? Do I call it mental illness? Do I, I don't, mm-hmm. I'm just figuring it out myself. So um, I would say the timeline of events was And I would think when you speak to someone who's been diagnosed with bipolar, oftentimes they already knew they had it or there's like inklings and suspicions of, well, something feels a little off or, you know, if you're in tune with yourself, you know, okay, my brain works a little bit differently. The chemicals in my brain are firing a little bit differently than my friends or my family. Mm -hmm. So I kind of suspected um, in the last couple of years like, wow, this is really interesting. Like I kind of go from zero to 60 really fast. And then I stay at those places for a couple of days and even sometimes a couple months. And um, for me, the most notable symptom was mania. And um, I've actually been diagnosed bipolar type one and type two by different psychologists. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, I'm like, it doesn't really matter if it's type one or type two to me, because it's all just something that I live with and have to Treat. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. So um, I was, I would say, yeah, my, I tend to lean more manic than depressive. Um, and Can that's you explain just, with the audience what yeah. that means? Sure. So um, everyone's pretty familiar with depression. Everyone experiences depression at some point in their life. And um, for me, like, yes, I feel feelings deeply. I'm really emotional. 
Um, I've always felt like maybe I didn't belong with my peers or they just couldn't relate to me because I felt things on a much, much deeper level. But I never really struggled with like debilitating depression. I just, that wasn't Mm -hmm. me. I know a lot of people have that. What I experience is like, is what we call mania, um, which is where like I will get on a creative high for Mm -hmm. several days, if not weeks or months where I just feel unstoppable. Um, And it's like this overwhelming sense of energy and enthusiasm. And it feels really euphoric. Like a lot of people describe it as feeling like you're on top of the world and it feels great. And for some people, in some instances, it can lead to um, some experiences, I think, that come with more serious repercussions. You know, there's Mm -hmm. a lot of addiction and um, just risky behavior that can be associated with states of mania. For me, fortunately, it was just like always creativity. Um, And I do feel that like, you know, in a way they say, you know, some of the greatest artists of all time have had bipolar disorder. And um, and and so I do think it's contributed largely to my career in advertising and having to pull all-nighters and meet crazy deadlines and being able to even start my own nonprofit. So it's given me... It's like your superpower, like, you know... Kanye is obviously, yeah. <laughs> yeah, who I, I think he's, I think he has bipolar also. Um, so it's, it's interesting. And that's exactly how my therapist and my psychiatrist have helped me phrase it is that it can be my superpower. Um, but it can also come with its own struggles, obviously. And it's been difficult through different phases of my life to maintain relationships and friendships. And it's also, I think, contributed to a lot of probably toxic, um, relationships with people. Um, you know, and it's, it's just like a melting pot. Everyone, like if, if you guys all went in and talked to your therapist, everyone's like a melting pot of a bunch of different things. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's tough to just classify, okay, I'm just living with bipolar disorder. No, I'm also living with like attachment disorder and anxiety disorder. And it's like, it's a bunch of things. And so not one person is going to experience this mental illness in the same way as the next person. So I think a lot of people, when they think bipolar disorder, that means somebody is really manic, really happy some weeks, and then some weeks they're really depressed. Do you get those depressed weeks or do you just feel normal weeks? normal with quotation marks around them? Um, I've had some pretty depressive swings, but I've learned to like identify them a little bit better now. I would say in the past, it was mostly just like manic swings um, and then kind of leveling out in between. Um, But I've had a few depressive swings, but I'm able to sense when they're coming on a little bit easier. Um, And... Yeah. So I, but I would say like, I definitely tend to swing more up. (laughs) In your post, you said that you and like your doctors figured out your like perfect medication, right? Mm -hmm. So do you ever like miss your like highs? Okay. That's such a great question because I am working through that right now. Um, because the reality is yes, it, Mm -hmm has brought me down quite a bit. And so a result of that is not having the same creative drive and motivation. Um, But I also think like, I'm trying to be gentle on myself because all this also happened like with COVID and Mm -hmm. we're all working from home. 
it's hard to have creativity as it is right now. So I'm trying to just be like gentle on myself, but 100%, it's like, I'm happy to be on medication. I'm happy to be self-aware. I'm happy to have sustaining healthy, positive relationships. And a cost of that is a little bit of like losing my creative Mm -hmm. genius, so to speak. Mm. So it's a new year. It's time to make a fresh start. And we feel like it's a perfect time to build hydration into your new healthy routine. I know you, yes, I'm talking to you who's listening right now is all in your like, this is my year. I'm going to just like be healthy and drink more water. Well, guess what? You can actually do it with the help of Hydrant, one of our new favorite sponsors. Let's be real. The days are shorter. It's colder. Our energies are lower. And we all know that we should be drinking more water. But by the time that we feel thirsty, it is unfortunately too late. You're already Ooh, dehydrated. That's such a good point. Yeah. Yeah. You can't focus. You feel tired. Oh, yeah. So keep feeling. You guys never heard that? <laughs> Sorry. You guys never, never heard, you that. heard that? <laughs> that if you're thirsty, it's already a sign that you're dehydrated. So you like kind of should never feel thirsty. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A thousand well, percent. Well, hot... Try Hydrant if you want to not be thirsty ever again. Hydrant is a refreshing drink mix powder made with four key electrolytes. That's sodium, potassium, magnesium, and zinc. And it's made with real fruit juice powder and no artificial sweeteners or synthetic colors. No nonsense, all science. Okay, I love that. Also, but with Hydrant... You can have the hydrant immunity, which is basically taking your daily vitamins while hydrating. So it is so insane. It's like an extra boost. It has vitamin A, B6, B12, C, and D, along with ginger and turmeric. And it's kind of like everything you need all in one glass. Plus, there's a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So if you don't love it, you can send it back for a full refund. Jared and I use this stuff. Whenever we fly, of course, because you get so dehydrated in the air, um, we use it whenever we get a headache and and those are just specific times where we like feel like we need it, but we do drink it all the time. Always makes us feel really good. And you know, if you're thinking like what can being more hydrated do for you, you get improved mood, better focus, mental clarity, more energy, clear skin. I think that's a good enough reason. So Today, you can save up to 20% on your first order. We got a special deal for you guys, 20% off your first order, but you got to go to drinkhydrant.com slash get it. And um, when you're there, you can also just plug in our promo code, which is get it at checkout. That is drinkhydrant, D-R-I-N-K-H-Y-D-R-A-N-T.com slash get it, promo code get it for... 20% off your first order. So drinkhydrant.com slash get it. Enter the promo code get it. Save 20%. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Hydrant, where water meets wellness. Do you mind us asking like how those manic episodes would affect your relationships in a negative light? Um, for me, the biggest thing was irritability. So if I was like high or manic, um, it would just be like, I would be so laser focused on what I was working on. I could sit on the computer and work from 5 a.m. until 7 or 8 o'clock at night without ever stepping, standing up to get a meal. I mean, I would go to the bathroom and that was pretty much it. Um, And there was a time when I was like living at home, starting my nonprofit, and my mom would literally have to like tell me to stop working. Mm And so in that time, as a result of not eating and not properly taking care of myself, I'd get really irritable and snap or lash out at people around me. 
And by the time I moved in with my boyfriend, Dylan, you can't really like hide from those behaviors anymore. And when you have a partner who's like holding you accountable to stepping away from the computer every once in a while, like living a normal life, like you can't lash out at your partner. And, um, and so I think it was, it was really like driving a wedge between Dylan and I, because he'd be like, you're being a bitch. Like, what the heck? I didn't do anything to you. Why are you being so irritable? And for me, I would just be like, well, I don't know. It's because I'm busy. Can't you see I'm busy? Like Mm -hmm. it would just, it was difficult for me to like, to be self-aware, I guess. I just would get so into what I was doing. So then he kind of brought you to go to like a psychiatrist and get it actually diagnosed. So we had gone through some rough patches in our relationship that we just like, we couldn't figure out what was going on. Yes, it was my irritability. And so I started seeing a therapist, but we were like, I don't know. It just felt like maybe there was something a little deeper. And, you know, I think one night kind of off the cuff, Dylan means well, like he, I, I'm in the world to him. He has a heart of gold, but he said like, you know, maybe you have bipolar or like, maybe you're bipolar the way that I think people kind of use bipolar as like almost. Yeah. Kind of, like I'm so bipolar right now or you're so right. bipolar. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think he was like, you know, you're so, have you ever thought maybe you're bipolar? And it just kind of made me feel like, oh my God, like, yeah, I kind of have thought that maybe I am. Mm-hmm. And so I like, go- I started Googling it and I was like, I fit pretty much every criteria on this like symptom page, but this is all like web-based searches, right? You never mm-hmm. know. And you could diagnose yourself with anything online. So, but my anxiety was like, so through the roof, I was just like, okay, I have to go get some, um, like Xanax or an anti or anti-anxiety medicine. I didn't even know what I needed or wanted, but I just took myself to the doctor. I didn't even know how to go about it. I went to a general physician at like the family medicine place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have a doctor. And I said, this is how I'm feeling. Um, at the time, the particular time, like the height of it, I was having extreme paranoia, extreme anxiety. I was having I hate to call them like visualizations, but I could like like imagine myself dying in almost like final destination, like scenarios. I mean, I would be driving down the road behind a pickup truck and the pickup truck was carrying a washing machine. And I would like visualize the washing machine falling out and hitting my windshield and killing me in the car. I'd be on a hike with my boyfriend and I would have this visualization of a mountain lion jumping out and killing him. And like, what would I do in that scenario? How would I get him and I off the mountain? Like really pretty graphic. And I actually read Sarah that, and not that this is not that your visualizations were suicidal. I'm just sharing that. I read Mm -hmm. that that is actually very common, which I was a little shocked to read that that sort of comes with the territory. Yeah. I've never heard of that before. Yeah. 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 Me neither. Yeah. Suicidal thoughts, or they, I think they call it like suicidal ideation, which is just like, you're not contemplating committing suicide, but you have thoughts of dying. Hmm. And, um, and so, yeah, my anxiety was just like so high and I was literally convinced people were trying to like sabotage, she lift and take 
she left my nonprofit away from me and exposed me as someone that wasn't capable of running the nonprofit. Wow. And so just like, but things that felt really real, you know, like yeah. they, it was, it was, it was so real for me. So like, like catastrophic thinking, but in your, in your mind and in your body, you're feeling like this is actually going down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got it. And, and uh, like, I knew the visualizations, like that's not real, but yeah, like I had a case of like, people are, people are out to sabotage she lift. And, and then I just found myself in reaction mode, trying to like put together a plan of how I was going to save SheLift. And then that would take 17 hours of my day. And, oh, no. and it just becomes like a, a vicious cycle that you get right. trapped in. So, so I hit a breaking the, point with those. Yeah. So I went to the general physician and I was like, I'm having crazy anxiety. Um, and she said, okay, well, I need to see if you match any of the criteria for bipolar disorder. And I'd be lying if I didn't say like deep down, I felt, I felt relieved that she was asking because I was like, okay, we're going to find out like, this is, you know, this is real. And so she asked me, I think there's like seven questions on the diagnostic criteria. And I said, yes, to five of them. And, and so she said, okay, well, I can't, prescribe you um, any anxiety medicine because it can actually have an adverse effect for people with bipolar. Mm. Wow. If you guys listen to the podcast, which obviously you do, you may remember Naz and I bugging out about one of our sponsors a couple weeks ago because they have created a cereal that tastes like the sugary childhood favorites, but has like no bad stuff in it. It has zero, zero sugar, sugar, 11 grams of protein. It has only three net carbs. And these are the flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry. What is this magic called? It's called magic spoon. <laughs> it's literally witchcraft because I don't know that I'll ever reach an age where cereal for dinner at night when you're just too lazy to cook or because that is your preference is not an option. Like that is just... I always want to live in that life. And thanks to Magic Spoon, I can do so without feeling so disgusting. So guys, it's keto-friendly, it's gluten-free, it's grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. It tastes so amazing. I like to mix the cocoa and blueberry because you know I just have to always have a little chocolate, but always also want just a little fruit mm. in, my, in my mix. I have it with almond milk, and it's just like oh, so like crunchy and savory and yummy. Um, so yeah, Magic Spoon, try it. Go to magicspoon.com slash get it to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code get it at checkout and save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product. It's back with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you like, so if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash get it and use the code get it, G-E-T-I-T to save $5 off. We thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring this podcast. I was going to ask, how often is anxiety and depression confused with bipolar? Like how many people are usually misdiagnosed? Do you have those facts? I don't have those facts, but I think it is probably pretty easy to confuse them because mm. um, because to your point earlier, like I grew up thinking like, well, bipolar, that, like that's when Britney Spears shaved her head and, yeah. and was like crazy on the street. Like I'm not like that. 
and so people have this like stereotypical idea of what bipolar is and that it's this like far out there disorder. And, and even if that is you or anyone who's listening to this, like that's okay too. You mm-hmm. know, that we, that's not bad, but that was like my idea of it. And I didn't, I didn't fit into that picture. I didn't feel that way. So I think a lot of people think that, yeah, like bipolar is more extreme than it is. And it's actually not that bad and can be confused with anxiety and depression. But the reason you can't take antidepressants or anxiety medicine when you have bipolar is because it can actually, so like antidepressants increase your serotonin level. And the problem with doing that, if you have bipolar is it it can induce a manic episode Mm -hmm. because bringing your serotonin up because you already have those high, high, high highs. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. So it's actually really important that you don't get put on antidepressants if you have bipolar disorder. Yeah. Um. Sorry if I'm being long winded. No, no, no. no, no that's that's exactly good. what I'm, we wanted. This I'm is like so captivating. You, yeah. 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 I just want to hear you. Ser- more serotonin, like flying through the roof and like making your own airplane or something. Just going <laughs> absolutely, you know, manic. Yeah. So, okay. So, and also, like, if, if anyone is listening to this, like, I'm not a psychiatrist, I'm not a doctor, obviously, yeah. please consult a professional um, because everyone is unique and different. But, um, yeah. So, okay. So she said, I can't give you anxiety or I can't give you anxiety medication. I need to refer you to a psychiatrist. And mm-hmm. so, um, I think I went like the next day I called the psychiatrist. I said, I need to come in immediately. And she fit me in. And essentially we just went through the same thing. She just interviewed me for a long time, asked me to talk about my background and asked me the same questions. And she said, you know, you know, sure enough. Yeah. I think you have bipolar. I think she said type two at the time. And, um, and she wanted to get me started on medication. And so I left. And at the time, Dylan was out of town. My boyfriend was out of town. And so I just kind of came home. And um, as I described in my Instagram post, like I just felt this wave of relief on one regard because I felt finally like I feel like seen, like this is actually being named and diagnosed. And now there's going to be treatment and a way to move out of this. And at the same time, I was consumed with just guilt and like anxiety of how I was going to tell people and if they would feel responsible. I felt super concerned my parents would feel responsible and it's, you know, it's not their fault. Is it in their family? Is it like um, genetic? Genetic. It It can be, right? That's like one way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it can be. There's a bunch of different ways. But more so it's that like if someone in your family has it, then the offspring can be, the children can be more like predestined. Predetermined. Predisposed. That's the best of all the words. None yeah. of us knew that word. Predispositioned. I don't know. Um, art could be more likely to develop yeah. it. But from my understanding, bipolar is actually, it is developed um, through like series of emotional trauma. And, oh, oh. Um, and also, it's it's a it's a nurturing, nature versus nurture, nature. nature versus nurture type thing. Yeah. It's not like cut and dry. You're born with it. Um, a lot of factors have to kind of come together to actually like bring, bring it, it to, to life. Fruition. Yeah. Uh, okay. So that's what I was going to ask. Uh, so it's like you could be living with it dormant, and you can kind of develop it. 
I don't know if I would say it like that, but... Um, I actually think- have something up here. It says, just so everyone knows, the exact cause of bipolar isn't known, but a combination... Isn't known, but a combination of genetics, environment, and altered brain structure and chemistry may play a role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like, I would say I, I've always felt since I was in middle school, I always felt different. I always felt like I didn't fit in. I always felt emotionally, like, like I said, I feel things deeply, but I wouldn't say I ever felt like I had bipolar in middle school or high school. I don't really feel like it actually like came on maybe until the later part of my twenties. I feel like, okay. Later part of your twenties. Cause I know like schizophrenia comes out in your later part of your twenties, but like, is it the earlier part to- of your twenties? Schizophrenia. I Sorry, think in your twenties. It, it, um, yeah, well, Lauren's the doctor. Right? I'm the doctor. I'm sitting here with all of my things. Um, <laughs> I'm sitting in my dad's office. Everyone listening with all these like medical things behind me. Um, but I, it's hard to be like um, a student, like a middle schooler or a high schooler, living on your parents' like time and stuff, and then have a manic state and like being like, I need to sit at this laptop or my computer or do my craft for like 24 hours without breaking because they're going to be like, hello you got to go to school. you got to do these things that, you know, the schedule. So it's kind of like allowing you to break out being an adult. Right. Yeah. And, and I think, um, you know, I, I feel like I can say this with you guys particularly, but I, ah, I don't want to like put anyone under the bus, but I feel like the bachelor kind of played a big role in this for me because I got pretty fixated on like being thin enough and making sure I was working out enough before going to paradise and mm. restricting my eating. And, um, and because I did, I lived alone, like those behaviors can, they become secretive. Like exactly mm-hmm. like you said, Lauren, no one's holding you accountable to making sure you eat three meals a day mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. aren't behaving kind of abnormal. Sorry, am I not real? No, it's so sweet in the background. It's interesting you say that because I I wanted to ask you, Sarah, what, you know, have you explored those emotional traumas like you mentioned that you think might have offset it and that that definitely answers, you know, that. So Ashley and I have a weird allergy to soy. I think a lot of other people actually have it and it's a a very odd thing. You don't really know what has soy in it. And a lot of our like... It's super weird because like some soy things don't bother me. But one thing that always has bothered me when it comes to soy is like a protein bar. Yes. So I grabbed um, a protein bar before working out the other day and I was like, shit, I don't even know if I can go to my workout class because I'm feeling like I have an allergic reaction to soy. So now I... Yeah. So now I only grab a... I have Monk Pack, which is a whole bunch of different variety of bars. Um, They're keto and nut seed bars, and they contain less than one gram of sugar, two to three grams of net carbs, and they're only 150 calories, which is incredible because the other one that I used to grab that had soy in it was like 350 calories. Uh, Yeah. And I've been doing, you know, a lot of fertility research and stuff, and... They just talk about like the certain foods that you need to really incorporate in your diet. Besides fruit and vegetables, nuts and seeds are so high up on the like should have list. Mm. And I love that Monk Pack Keto Nut and Seed Bars have that perfect balance of sweet and salty. They have a nice crunch, which is always my favorite type of texture. Um, and they also are soft and chewy at the same time. It's like this, it's magical. It's a magical texture. They have, um, they sea, also, salt, I, they have sea salt dark chocolate. So basically delicious. 
pecan almond and peanut butter mm-hmm. dark chocolate. And again, delicious. Um, they also have, it's no soy, as we said, no trans fat, no sugar alcohols or artificial colors. Yeah. And the sea salt dark chocolate is actually my favorite. And what I love is that in quarantine, you guys know I'm in LA, super locked down. So a lot of my life is still on Zoom and sometimes I like to sleep in like right up until the last minute. So for a quick breakfast, I'll have the monk pack keto nut and seed bar, like just for a quick breakfast. Um, but yeah, this episode is actually sponsored by Monk Pack, who makes snacks that taste like our favorite sugary treats, but with less than one gram of sugar. So guys, try it for yourself and you'll see. We have a special deal for our listeners. You can get 20% off your first purchase of any Monk Pack product. All you have to do is visit monkpack.com and enter our code Get It at checkout. Monk Pack is so confident in their product that it's backed within a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll exchange the product or refund your money, whichever you prefer. So safe. Might as well try it. So to get started, go to monkpack.com. That's M-U-N-K-P-A-C-K.com. Select any product, then enter the code GET IT at checkout to save 20% off your purchase. Monk Pack is delicious, nutritious food you can count on, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. I have a... I wanted to go back for a second and talk about shame and guilt because you mentioned that you had all this shame and guilt when you found out, which I can't yeah. imagine is helpful in any way because you just found out that you officially have this thing that you like have to deal with. You're just someone that I feel like I, I just, I love our friendship and I appreciate you so much. And I look up to you as a mentor, which she left and stuff. And Sarah's helped me with heartbroken, but I feel like you've just overcome so much and, and I say that with such sincerity. Like I say that to people all the time, right? Like, oh, we've all overcome like life. But like you really have. And I think people can either be like, oh, like I, like you could easily be like, oh, now I have this to deal with or I'm not able-bodied or whatever it is. So like, how do you, how do you circumvent like that shame and guilt? Mm-hmm. And how do you just like literally, I feel like you're, you do such a good job of like being positive and like really just striving with all these like superpowers. Thank you. Um, I would say like when I very first found out, how do I say this? Um, everything is, there's just no, like it's multifaceted, right? Okay. When I first found out about my diagnosis, truthfully, yes, I rode the wave of like, oh my gosh, when my parents feel responsible, is Dylan going to break up with me? oh, I finally feel seen and now I can move on towards healing. I also had this feeling of, well, if anyone was meant to get this, I can do it. Mm -hmm. And I have an opportunity when I'm ready to talk about this with the world. And I knew back then I was like, one day I will be comfortable and ready to talk about this with the world and people are going to need it. So I I need to work through this. And it took a year. Like I didn't tell anyone for a year. Uh, and then I finally felt ready to like come out about it. But I, I truly felt like I can do this. I need to do this. And I will do this for other people, not just for myself. But that also wouldn't have happened without The Bachelor. So it's like everything. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Isn't it wild. funny how life, yeah. it's just life is so not yeah. a coincidence. It's wild. That just yeah. gave me chills that you just said though. Oh, thanks. I mean, it's, it's, it was wild to find out, but like I said, um, I really viewed it as a positive thing. And 
you know, I probably came up with excuses for a long time, not reasons why not to go see a psychiatrist, mm-hmm. reasons to just like brush it under the rug. And to anyone who's listening, if you do have these suspicions about your own mental health, I encourage you to talk to a professional about it because once you can figure out what you're living with, like that's, that's truly when you move towards healing and it's only going to get easier from there once you have resources and support. Have you seen your relationships improve since learning this? Has it taken any effect there? Um, yes. So my relationship with Dylan has been so much better because it was tough at first. I couldn't tell him for, um, a week or so, as I said, he was out of town. Mm -hmm. Um, and so when I met up with him, I, I was really nervous to tell him and I just explained it to him in ways that made me feel safe and comfortable. And I devised this plan with my therapist And we put together a set of words and language that I could talk about it that felt comfortable rather than going to him and being like, okay, Dylan, so I found out I have bipolar. Mm -hmm. Do you still want to be with me? Like I got to go to him and say, so I've been working with my therapist and um, it was thanks to her referral. we, We decided to investigate a little bit further with a psychiatrist about what's been going on for me. And we've decided that I have a mood disorder. And that's where I left it at the beginning, because even still for me, it was kind of a bitter pill to swallow saying I have bipolar. For me, like the way I coped with it was like, I have a mood disorder. That's how I started out. (laughs) And, And so then I just explained to him, that means like I feel things intensely and my highs are high and my lows are low, but you know, I really believe with support, I'm going to be able to move forward and start to get better. And I hope I have your support. And without a doubt, I had his support and have had his support every step of the way. So, you know, I think just getting that off my chest made our relationship better. And it probably gave him a lot of insight into why I was being a bitch or why I was being like so irritable all the time. And now it's like we can just have confident, open conversation around what's going on with my mental health. And and now I've learned the tools to ask him what's going on with his mental health sometimes. And it just has been really, really positive for our communication style. Our longtime listeners will know how much we love the product brand for a healthy, clean mouth quip. We love them, right? Love. So you got your brush, you got your floss. And now there's like one other thing that can help your mouth feel clean and fresh, and that is gum. It is the unsung hero, actually, when it comes to better oral health. The American Dental Association recommends chewing sugar-free gum for 20 minutes after meals. Isn't that like actually quite something? Yeah, like they they recommend it. It keeps your mouth moist so you don't get like... um bad breath in you you just wanted to say that i did word, i'm Lauren, so sorry so it keeps bad. your mouth moist <laughs> and it also it also relieves stress and curbs your appetite all good things oh yeah that's so true that's so true i always love that because it can like curb cravings right you're like i need that now it's like oh i don't really need that now but anyway um gum can actually help prevent cavities when you chew it for 20 minutes after eating. So Quips gum, it's sugar-free. It has a tooth-friendly ingredient that has zero calories. And it is 
so satisfying to your taste buds. Uh, it's a long-lasting mint flavor, and they have a crunchy tri-layer design. And I love crunchy, you know, just love crunchy. Um, I was just going to say, I just want to preface that this gum, guys, is not a substitute for brushing and flossing. So don't think that popping in a piece of gum is going to brush your teeth. But this is a great way to support your oral health. You can actually pair it with the Quip electronic toothbrush. They have ones for adults and kids refillable floss. They have even more great products. And right now they have special holiday deals. Um, so you should definitely check them out. So if you go to getquip.com slash get it right now, you can get a free plastic dispenser with any refill Woo! plan. Can I get an Yay! applause for the free plastic dispenser? I think those are That's important. a free dispenser at getquip.com slash get it spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P.com slash get it. Quip, the good habits company. Let's talk about the importance of medication. (laughs) I feel like a lot of people are like the people that say, I don't want to be on anything or there's a stigma about it or like maybe I can solve it through natural ways. But sometimes the best answer is medication Mm -hmm. and you fully embrace that. Um, You have anything that you want to elaborate on there? and Side effects and all that jazz. You talk side effects, but you could also just talk about how if people need it, they should not feel ashamed to take it. Right. I feel I'm a huge proponent and advocate of accepting medication Um, now. Before I wasn't, I think for a couple of years, I tried to just go to yoga, go to learn how to meditate, like go on hikes, use the outdoors as therapy. And all of those are really great tools for helping with mental health. But at the end of the day, sometimes you really just have to, um, well, you don't have to, but I encourage people to use medical intervention because, you know, this analogy that we came up with, Dylan and I came up with, and my therapist did, which is like, if you break your foot, no one is going to expect you to hobble around on a broken foot. They're going to mm-hmm. say, you need to get a cast and you need to elevate your leg and maybe stay off your leg until you feel better. Um, and so, you know, I, I truly believe that there's like a holistic approach. Yes, you should be yeah. hiking and spending time in nature. You should be doing yoga and meditation, but you should also consider the medical resources that are available to us. Um, because at the end of the day, if you have a chemical imbalance in your brain, I don't think all the meditation in the world can change that. And maybe for some people it can, but for me, I it couldn't anymore. Are there different medications for like different types of um, bipolar disorder? Um, well, I know there's just different brands and okay. types of medication. And then there's obviously various doses. Yeah. And um, I'm super, super, super fortunate that the very first medicine I ever tried worked really well for me. I'm on uh, a brand called Lamictal, and the I think the, like the, gene- the generic is Lamictal, and the brand name is Lamotrigen. I'm not sure, but I'm only saying that for people who might be listening. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been taking 150 milligrams daily of that. And typically people will take anywhere from 100 to 300 milligrams, um, but you have to spend a lot of time like figuring out what your dose is. And then there's so many other brands. So I got very fortunate that the very first one I tried was perfect. It took a little bit of finessing the, the dosage until I got 
what was right for me, but I know a lot of people really struggle and will spend years and years trying to figure out a medication that's right for them. Wow. And even the dosage, right? Mm -hmm. That's, can you, can you just elaborate a little more on that? Like the tinkering and like figuring it out and what that was like actually like day to day. Well, I was really worried that, um, one, I I was scared to take the medicine because I was like, it's going to put me in a fog or I'm just going to turn into this zombie. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to like dull my light or creativity. And I really have had no side effects other than I, I, as I mentioned at the beginning, yes, I feel like my creative drive has, has like dwindled Mm -hmm. a little bit, but other than Mm -hmm. that, I've had no side effects. Um, but the reason I could tell I needed to adjust was because when I first started at like 50 milliliter, (laughs) (laughs) that's a lot, dude, (laughs) drinking it. Um, at first, like it worked for three months and then I started, you, you can feel it. You can just feel when it stops, which is right which is the interesting thing. Like I can't feel it when it is working, but I can feel it when it's not working. Mm, Yes. I understand that kind of with like antidepressants, like, you know, when you're getting irritable again, you know, when you're going to strangle someone and enjoy, okay, time to up that. Yeah. My parents are always like, Lauren, are you taking your medication? Yeah. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I still want to strangle you. (laughs) And that's the thing, right? I've had to learn that in also like communicating with your partners or your family, because Dylan will say the same thing to me sometimes. And I know that it's coming from a good place, but it's, it's observational. Like he's like, you seem a little irritable again. Is everything on track? And, um, I think what I've learned is valuable is knowing that like the medicine isn't going to be a cure-all. We are humans. Like, yes, we're still going to have fluctuations in our mood and we're going to be irritable, even if the medicine is working right. Yes. A certain Um, level of irritability is normal. Right. Exactly. If you're happy and like, yeah, do whatever you want all the time, then that's also going to cause some problems. Yeah. Then you're not human also. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, A lot of people out there, I think, I feel like maybe I'm wrong, but the thought of going to a therapist, psychiatrist, like it freaks them out. There's like, I'm too awkward. Like that makes me feel so uncomfortable. Like I'm going to get anxiety from going to Mm -hmm. fix my anxiety Mm -hmm. (laughs) or help ease my anxiety. Do you have any tips for people to like ease those worries? So before Sarah actually gives us tips, we wanted to tell you guys about one of our favorite sponsors that we have been getting a lot of feedback for. And a lot of people have actually been using and saying that it's been helping them through these crazy ass times that we're living in. It's called BetterHelp and BetterHelp is basically an online service where you can find counselors and therapists from all over the world. And my favorite part about it is that it is so convenient. You can actually like text a counselor whenever you need to speak. And my other favorite part about it is that it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and they actually have financial aid available. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video sessions or phone sessions or text sessions and all without ever having to leave the comfort of your home. And also, so you don't have to sit in that uncomfortable waiting room. There are licensed professional counselors who are specialized in depression, anxiety, stress, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, self-esteem. Everything you share is confidential. And like we talk about in this podcast, um, if you don't match, you know, your personality doesn't match with a certain therapist, you can switch. No big deal. 
In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So if you guys want to start living a happier life today, as a listener of this podcast, you're going to get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash get it. Join over 1 million people who are taking charge of their mental health at betterhelp.com slash get it. Yeah, I feel like slowly with the help of, you know, we're hearing about these platforms like BetterHelp and Talkspace, Mm -hmm. I think people are becoming more familiar with talk therapy. Um, But I really do want to encourage people that it, it can take some time to find the right person to talk to. But when you do... Like it is like getting to talk to your best friend for one hour a week, like un- unbiased, non-judgmental. And every time I go to therapy, it's like the greatest release. Um, but I understand, like I said, for some people, it can be really t- difficult to find that person that they totally jive with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just would encourage you, like, keep trying. If you're not finding the right person, ask your friend who your friend sees because I guarantee more people in your circle are going to therapy than they're talking about. Um, And so there's just really amazing resources. And the whole purpose of being able to go to therapy and talk to someone is to reduce that anxiety, not cause more. So it's tough and maybe I don't have the best advice, but I would just say, trust it trust it. Did you stick with the therapist that you saw initially? Um, the woman who tested you and everything? Yeah. Mm-hmm, yep. Yeah, I've been with her. I've, I've seen three different therapists over the course of my adult life, but this third one is the one um, that I received my diagnosis with and have continued to work with. And I, I wanted to her. ask you about the tools because we've talked yeah. about medication and you said there's other tools out there that are great, you know, that aren't going to like necessarily fix it or and nothing's going to really fix it. But maybe let's talk about like those tools and, and those holistic approaches you do. I know you get out in nature a lot, which I love and I'm so jealous. of. <laughs> um, but like, what are some things maybe that people can do at home or out in nature that has helped you? Um, so it's interesting because I am, people are always surprised by this, but I'm really introverted and I tell them that they're like, what, how, like you're on TV and all the social things, but I'm really introverted. So I recharge by time spent alone. I recharge hiking. I recharge by like organizing my closet, which sounds kind of ridiculous, but I like doing that kind of stuff. And um, when I was struggling with anxiety, I think a lot of people would say, well, you need to go for a walk with a friend or get outside, like make sure you surround yourself with Sounds people. awful. Organizing closet sounds so much better than talking to someone. (laughs) And that's kind of how I was in a weird way. But then I would get like on this loop about like, I don't want to go for a walk with her now, you know, like now I'm paranoid about going on the walk and having to talk about things and I feel uncomfortable. And and so it just becomes this whole thing. So what I would encourage is to like spend some time figuring out how you actually recharge the best. Like what fuels your soul? Is it going for a walk or is it spending time with friends? And, and then implementing a self-care plan. And this is what we do when I can start to feel like a swing coming on. And you could use this if you start to feel anxiety coming on or a little bit of the blues, you know, you you can implement your self-care plan. So for example, 
mine is, am I eating properly? Um, and properly doesn't mean have I had a salad and a smoothie and am I eating healthy, but it just means am I nourishing myself? If I want cookies, have I had a cookie today or am I depriving or restricting myself? So I check in first with my body and how I'm feeding it because everything starts with like the food and energy we're putting into our body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I check on that. And then often, honestly, like I'll just watch TV for a couple hours. No shame. Like as long as it's not, I don't slip into, I'm going to be on the couch for four days and not get mm-hmm. up and shower. That's a problem. But if I can lay down and watch TV for a few hours and maybe take a nap, that's really recharging for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are some of like my self-care plans Maybe not everyone is able to, but I highly recommend getting a pet (laughs) because um, Rio has kept me more accountable for getting outside, moving my body, um, taking in fresh air, even when I don't want to. And even if it's only for 15 minutes around the block, like every little bit helps. Did you not have a dog during like your height of paranoia and all of that? No. So I had my French bulldog. Leo, Leo and Rio. Oh, Leo. Actually, oh, Leo and Rio. Yeah. And Leo went to live with my parents. And that was when I was like living in LA, starting She Lift, Bachelor, um, I don't see three. I don't remember. <laughs> bachelor season three. And so, yeah, I didn't have the dog and I didn't have, I was working for myself, starting a business. I had no one to hold me accountable to like like we said, getting up from the computer. Yeah. I say the same wow. thing. I'm like, I'm a introvert, ink, ink, I guess depressive personality. And if I didn't have Gurgi, like when I was in LA, like I could be horizontal for yeah. days. So like, thank God for dogs. And I wouldn't also get up until like noon, but thank God I have a little guy scratching at my face at like 7.30. Little girl. Little yeah. girl. <laughs> dogs are the best. They also help. I've known they help just with any type of like just loneliness and, and heartbreak. But um, I want to talk about being horizontal for four days and, and ask Sarah about balance, right? Because as humans, sometimes, sometimes that is what we need. Sometimes that is the answer is to stop. And, and because the world's always on, it's, it's even harder to find the balance now in a pandemic, right? It's like, well, how much do I work? How much do I relax? So you have to live with all of that on top of having bipolar. So so how do you find the balance there? And yeah, how do how's you... the pandemic been for you? With yeah, right. And how do you be yeah. nice to yourself? Um, well, that's a really great question. So it's interesting. I, I was talking about this actually with my therapist today um, about the pandemic and how, you know, I was talking about I'm feeling really uninspired. I'm not feeling creative. I open Instagram and I see all these influencers who are like, making reels like how to and like pointing all over the screen and like fun creative things and I'm like can I just I hate those I I hate them the how to's or reels in general I just TikToks like you know how people because I'm just I'm I'm imagining them just pointing in the air before they're typing out the phone but it takes a lot of like I would it takes a lot of effort be like okay there there I know I'm not saying I'm not fast I'm not saying I'm not fascinated or impressed I'm just saying they're like so annoying I love it but I'm that generation, I think. <laughs> I don't know. 
I mean, I consume a lot of it too, but I'm like, I've been comparing myself to it. I'm like, I don't do that on Instagram. Do I need to do that? Do I need to like make reels of me baking banana bread now? Who am I? Like (laughs) having a little bit of an identity crisis. And, and we talked about how, like, I think everyone's kind of, kind of having an identity crisis right now because of the pandemic and what will be interesting to see play out we don't have the answers for right now, but is like, what happens when like every, like this, do we just become complacent with living and working out of our house? Like, I I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with the pandemic, how long it's going to go on, because I feel like right now we're all being like, okay, well be gentle with yourself. It's okay. We're living through a pandemic. Like, our main job right now is to just survive and stay healthy and have grace. If you're, you know, if you haven't been doing your beauty routine the way you used to just like be patient with yourself. But what happens when that goes on for like four years, (laughs) like going to happen to everyone and what's everyone's like collective mental health going to be like. And I don't know, like that's, pretty scary because it does seem like the more and more people I talk to, they're like, yeah, I feel the same way. I'm uninspired and I'm not feeling mm-hmm. creative, creatively motivated. So I don't know, but I'll follow that up with saying in many ways, the pandemic has probably been the best thing that could happen for my mental health. Personally, that's just for me. I don't know about anyone else, but Actually, I'm not going to say the best thing because there's really, really shitty things about it. But like yeah. in terms of... But it has brought in a lot of good. I agree. Yeah. People are like now working on themselves. Right. That's Self-work. Yeah. That's yeah. what Self-heal. I mean. Yeah. Side projects, passion projects. Yeah. 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 I hope that I didn't... That didn't come out no. wrong. That's no, not at all. No, I understood. No, I just I, meant, That's not what we mean. If yeah. I hadn't literally been forced to focus and give time and space for this healing for myself, it might not have happened. And if Dylan and I were constantly like airplane hopping and bouncing from country to country, Mm -hmm. I probably wouldn't have had the time to focus on, you know, healing my disordered eating and body image complex and bipolar. And so I, I'm grateful for the sense that like just being grounded in this apartment has forced me to to do the hard work. So that's the positive, I guess. That is a positive. That is I'm a positive. S- I was thinking you did go through like body image issues and all of that, and you're getting that in order. And a lot of side effects of medication is like weight loss or weight gain. Has that mm-hmm. affected you at all? No. No? Um, no, I've had no... I mean, I've gained weight because I'm eating, <laughs> because I'm properly nourishing myself or trying my best yeah. these days. Um, not every day is perfect. And I've gained weight from that, but that's it. You know, no, yeah. nothing medication related. But I, again, like I said, everything's a whole working system and I might not have focused on healing my body image issues if I hadn't been on the medication, mm. if I hadn't found out about the bipolar, like everything contributes to a different aspect of who I am. Definitely. I wanted to ask you about, I asked you this, but I wanted to like really, cause I feel like you just have a good grasp on being nice to yourself. And 
sometimes it's really hard for each of us to be really nice to ourselves. Sometimes like the negative self-talk takes over, you know, and self-doubt and in the pandemic, it's like, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. Why am I not doing this? And you've helped me personally and a lot of people by stuff you've said on Instagram. So I'd love for you to elaborate and talk about like when we get that feeling of like, I should be doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, thank you for saying that. And I, I think I do try to stay pretty positive, real, I would say. Um, but I mean, like I have this same thoughts and I, like I just said, I'm comparing my Instagram reels to all the girls pointing everywhere and, and <laughs> uh, where should you call them the pointers the or ones. like or or the ones where you like jump and then your outfit changes yeah yeah yeah, oh, yeah. God. <laughs> they were I cute can't. at first but I don't want to see it anymore um <laughs> they're everywhere they're oversaturated we don't need it I cannot um but no no shade if anyone listening has done one of those um so I don't I don't know but I I think it's just like I'm hard on myself too at times and I really am just trying to remember that it passes um and and I know that that's easier said than done but like I convince myself like Sarah just remember it will pass like this might be a couple of days, it might be a couple of months, but like it will pass and you have done great things and you've gotten through great things and you're talented. And maybe what the world needs right now is to hear someone say that they're sick of those pointing stupid mm-hmm. Instagrams. <laughs> like, and so I just try to like, to remind myself that we're all going through this. No one has a microscope on me except me. And, um, mm. and that, like r- really and truly, I just repeat it. I, I, it happened just this weekend where I was like, just get through today. It'll be better tomorrow. And if not tomorrow, it'll be better the next day. Just one foot in front of the other. Think about the worst thing you've ever been through in your life. And if you get through that, then you can get through that day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to, I wanted to, I don't know if you guys have any more questions. I have one more, but then I want to ask you about like other stuff, Sarah. Yeah. Oh. I was going to end it on a fun note too. Maybe like yeah. a little rapid fire. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Rapid okay. fire. Okay. I love but, rapid fire. <laughs> but before we do that, I actually want your thoughts on bachelor. If you're watching Sarah, I don't know if you are, but anyways, um, wh- what's just your biggest takeaway thus far on, on this journey, you know, with, with bipolar biggest lesson. Um, the biggest lesson I would say is how do I articulate this? My biggest takeaway is that learning I had bipolar was a gift. It truly was a gift. Mm -hmm. Um, because if I hadn't found out, I would probably still be living in a toxic cycle of pushing people away, being irritable, pushing myself to extremes and not moving towards a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. So I would, I would say it's a gift and I hope other people will take the opportunity to be given the gift as well. If they suspect anything is needing to needing the attention of a professional. That was beautifully so said. Sarah. So wow. beautifully you're said. just Thanks. you're such a light in this world. And we can't thank you enough for like opening up about all that. Oh, I know yeah. it was your first time, but like that was amazing and, and so helpful for me to hear. Yeah. 
Thank you. Very educational. Yes. Thank you so much. Um, okay. Well, then you wanted to ask about The Bachelor specifically, Ness? <laughs> well, Sarah, I'm just curious. Are you watching that season? I am watching. I did not see last night's episode that you were on, Ashley, but uh-huh. I have to watch it still. But yes, I'm oh, watching. Very awkward. <laughs> I haven't seen it either, Sarah. I mean, so I read excited. everyone's comments on it, so I'm sure it's going to be... What were they saying? What were the comments? <laughs> well, wait. I don't know who Alex is, but you were commenting with someone. They were like, imagine Alex hearing it. Does that Alex hearing it. it. I know. I was like, I was messaging did they somebody? mean Jared? No, in the comments. They were like, imagine reading it to Alex. Maybe this is nothing. Oh, maybe someone Who? was, I don't know, talking about their maybe. own personal Alex. Oh, <laughs> that was Maura Lauren talking. Oh, about- <laughs> oh okay, okay. That was okay, Maura okay. talking. It was our best friend funny. talking about doing it with her boyfriend. Oh, so, gotcha. or, uh, I can't wait. Okay, her boyfriend understood. having to endure listening to me read the erotica. No, um, I just anyway. can't wait to watch it. I mean, it's hilarious. Are you, like, employed full-time by <laughs> ABC now? <laughs> <laughs> they're very she very sweet and kind to me i have no idea i mean forever grateful for every time i get to go back and make a visit i'm mind boggled i know that yeah. it keeps happening it's i remember awesome. like after i guess the first season of paradise i was like you guys i can't believe this is the last time we're ever going to be doing something like the last <laughs> and now you're in the last our elders <laughs> and and it's there's always something that comes up i know we come back I know. Nice. I'm waiting for the Ashley and Jared televised wedding and probably spinoff show. Like, I would not Dude. be surprised if you guys get some sort of spinoff. I don't know. But I will say, going off of what you said earlier about my dad's funny Instagram content, Jared and I are, like, thinking about buying a house and stuff. And I'm like, why don't we just live with mom and dad half the time next year and then live with your sister the other half of the time? Think about the amazing dad content. Wait, I just had a good idea. You buy the house. You buy like a rough house and have Fred, Jared's dad, and our dad do some reno and they'd be hilarious. Oh my my God, God, they really would. Jared's dad, Fred, has the thickest New England accent in the world. And obviously, you know, our dad and that would... Beef's a pretty That'd good concept. So Actually, funny. yeah, the real reality stars in our family are dads for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, Apple doesn't fall too far. Start pitching it first. Yeah, for real. Okay, yeah. we'll, make a, we'll make a sizzle. Yeah. Um, I had a really Sarah. Do you love like wine? Like, are you a wine alcohol person? Yeah, wine I alcohol. <laughs> because wine I had alcohol. a really good would you rather for my parents yesterday and my boyfriend, and I stumped them. Ooh. Would you rather give up alcohol for the rest of your life or give up the internet for 10 years? Oh, God. Give up um, alcohol. I would rather give up That's alcohol. That's so easy. Alcohol. Okay. <laughs> I know it's easy for us. Duh. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck drinking. But I don't know. Maybe for someone else. I, they were like, they were like, "Fuck the internet. We don't need it." So I don't know. Yeah, I, I, mean, I can see funny. people. I don't think I could live without the internet. But Lynn yeah. and I have actually we we've we're doing dry, dry January, and mm-hmm. we actually quit drinking for like four months over the fall, and we pretty much prefer it. <laughs> I yeah, I know. So, I, none I'm, of I'm us there really. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, Ashley and the pandemic has become a little bit of a wino. It but typically, it's not over the past drink. year, it was literally just over the fall and. In December, but I'm back on track to just having like two glasses a week. Yeah, the holidays are hard. 
Yeah, yeah. the holidays are fun. I just really <sighs> like seasonal beverages. We had like a whole ramble about that. Yeah. I was just yeah. like, I mean, you add a little bit of like cinnamon or apple or something, and it's just like, mm, yeah, it's cozy. Yeah, it is. Okay, Sarah, do you have an I don't get it? Oh, sorry, Ashley. Oh, I was going to ask a random rapid fire. Do it. This is what I do on Almost Famous. That's okay, how what's I wrap your rapid up, fire? Like, do you have any depth questions? interviews because this is an in-depth interview, so I like to take it off on a light yeah. note. Um, yeah. So my first, it was going to be, what was the, what's the food that you go to when your body is craving something that's not technically good for you, but your soul needs it? I would say pizza or bagel breakfast sandwiches. Delightful. Oh, Two great answers. Yum, oh, yum. Breakfast bagel sandwich. Mm, I want a with, bagel right now with chive cream cheese. Without Dylan getting annoyed, who's the guy in the Bachelor franchise that you would have liked to take out in Paradise but never got to? Oh. And they didn't have to be in Paradise. Um, oh, yeah, they didn't have to. Brooks Forrester. Um, okay. None of you, you guys weren't there for season one. Naz, you weren't there, right? No, no, but I remember, I know him very well. Yeah, we so Brooks, Brooks and I are friends, which was funny, but I was, like, crushing so hard, and then he showed up, and I was with He's Robert. a babe. When I say I know yes. him, I've never met him. I'm like, I know his face. Yeah, oh, no. you should, he's no, so he's, underrated. He's got he's such a nice my personality. one, like, who's the hottest guy in the franchise? I think yeah. he is. He's very John Mary, I feel like. No. Okay, wait. This is going to be kind of silly. I have to, I have to, I have to show you this text message. So this is just audio, or do you guys post your? No, it's just audio. No, it's audio. It's just audio. If this was video, I would not look like this. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, my friend Ashley and I, she, you guys maybe have met Ashley, but um, you remember? So I dated Robert Graham on. Yeah. 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 Um. <laughs> What a throwback. I know. Season one was like, I good. Forgot season one was that. in Tulum, actually, and it was the only season ever in Tulum. And then since then, it's been in. Sunny I'd love Luba. to rewatch that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Michelle. Good yeah. Dang it. Okay. I'm not finding this. This is, this is so funny. All of our photos between each other, like James, Brooks. James Taylor, like doing oh. stupid stuff. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, dang it. I can't find the picture, but the other day. <laughs> I'm like, I hope Dylan can't hear. There is the, uh, Robert posted this photo. I think it was Halloween, actually. <laughs> I screen grabbed it and sent it to my friend Ashley. And I was like, sometimes I just have to remind myself that I once dated this guy because he was so, so hot. <laughs> that's so funny. That's amazing. That's so funny. You know what, you know that. what you, you know what's funny about that, Sarah, is that sometimes when I get down on my luck or, you know, in my love life or whatever it is, sometimes I think about all the guys I've been in bed with and I'm like, damn, I'm like, I have a hot track record. Yeah. yeah it I'm is like, good. I'm, a good beat. I've been in bed with some hotties. I got some duds in there, but the hotties <laughs> overcome. Yeah. I like to say that I don't have duds in there and I'm pretty proud. <laughs> Someone's selective about her choices. Yeah, when you're Sorry. super, super selective. <laughs> when you only have a kiss list of like 23. Yeah. A kiss list. Amazing. Yeah. A kiss list. We should, oh my God, we should do a podcast on kiss lists. How many Gosh. would be on your kiss list? That's a good rapid fire question. Kiss list? I have yeah. no idea. No would it be idea. over 50? Duh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think okay, so. Sorry, already. guys. I guess I'm just so innocent. Let's put it this way. Okay, on Dylan and I's very first date, um, we went to a coffee shop middle of the day, and he walked me to my car, and 
I got up on my toes and I kissed him goodbye. And he was like, what, like kiss on the first date? And I was like, yeah. I, my exact words were, I come from The Bachelor. I move fast. <laughs> <laughs> we have to end on that note. That's amazing. That's so cute. That's so <laughs> All right, Sarah, you're the sweetest. Thanks for opening your heart to us today. Mm-hmm. We really oh, appreciate it. And I know there are people out there who are going to um, maybe have their life changed because of it yeah yeah and guys let let us know in the facebook group and send sarah messages on on what your thoughts were and sarah do you have anything to plug or tell us what exciting things you're working on these days or where people can find you i have nothing to plug right now and that might be the first time i've ever said that but and that is okay and And that's so nice yeah Yeah. just follow me on instagram i'm posting like once a week because i don't have anything interesting going on in my life everyone everyone's like that just more dog content yeah yeah Yeah. old travel photos yes and stop pointing into the air okay (laughs) we love you guys bye bye hey there well i hope you enjoyed this episode and i would love to take a moment to invite you over to my new podcast christy's couch I am Christy Lukasiak, and Christy's Couch is a space where all of us gals can kind of kick back, chat, relax, gossip a little bit. We talk things reality TV, definitely celebrity gossip, maybe learn a thing or two about how we can improve our lives. And there's definitely some self-deprecating humor over there because I do not take myself too seriously. So if you want to join me on my couch, it might be exactly what the doctor ordered. Simply search Christy's Couch on your favorite podcast app and I'll see you over there. Bye. I don't get it. Podcast.